oh my gosh, here, here goes another one. You know, yeah. this is just amazing. That's, and I mean, that's, that's a good, that's a good, uh, I don't say problem, but a, a good consistency to have, right. Is to the point where you, you're getting it so often where you realize like, oh man, like I should be more excited. But at the end of the day, right. There's, a, there's so much enjoyment because you're still doing it. You're still passionate about it. It sounds, you're obviously coming on and talking about it, which I'm very grateful for. Um, and that's, and that's the thing that's great about this whole, uh, this whole journey, this experience is knowing that these modalities, these things might really allow people to connect. But at the end of the day, these are just kind of getting people potentially on that, that path of, again, look at themselves, not just as the material, but going through the three different eras of, as we mentioned earlier, just the material that mind body, but then also looking at it from the meta uh, genetics and that and that's what I love about so far and just I'm seeing and hearing and reading your work is that we're giving the opportunity to look at and experience ourselves on this this what a holistic self essentially and when you do that and I haven't done it yet and I 100% plan to go through it it makes it invigorating and exciting to even more than I already am of waking up every day and being like what is am I capable what is my potential? And then ultimately, you know, how is that going to affect my world around me? Um, so yeah, that's just where I get uh, just completely, uh, just like a child again, again, that giddy of like, what can we do? What can, what can I make with this? You know, creativity starts to blossom and flow. So. Well, that's it. That's the mentality that you want to have. You do want to have that kind of childlike openness to extreme possibilities because of everything that I've seen. I know that I know that these extreme possibilities very often happen, but they don't happen to people who are tend to be kind of rigid and not very open to the possibility. You can kind of shut down. There's a whole science around this and it has to do with negative emotions and fear-based emotions can kind of shut down your DNA so that it's less available for activation. Right. And this is, uh, uh, there's a scientist named Glenn Ryan. His work is all about this. And, but then when you experience joy or that childlike openness, your DNA suddenly becomes available and can experience all kinds of healing epigenetically and otherwise uh, through something like, like this. It's like, you kind of want to be like, um, there's a scene, I watched this movie recently again, uh, that I've enjoyed many times. It's the it's the uh, Half Blood Prince in the Harry Potter series, and and it's when he takes the 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 good luck potion, and he's trying to get Professor Slughorn to give them a piece of information that's really important to defeating the Dark Lord. And he uh, Harry, along with Hermione and Ron, have laid out this elaborate plan for how it's supposed to happen. And Harry takes the potion and instead of going along with their plan, he starts out the door and they're like, where are you going? And he said, I'm going to go visit my friend Hagrid. And they're like, wait a minute, you can't do that. We have to get the slughorn. And, and Harry says, I just, I just feel that's the right place to be. Yeah. <laughs> so he's being this child and he follows his nose and runs into Slughorn on the way there and they go down to Hagrid's and one thing happens after the other and by before the evening is out Slughorn is divulging this incredibly important secret right 
Yeah. And this is how regenetics works for a lot of people. They do the work and they may not have a, a, an immediate miracle, but then they meet some teacher who has a little piece of information and then it gives them a website and they go and they start exploring something and then suddenly they're doing something and then they're really good at it and they get a job offer and then suddenly they're in a new career and they're, they're doing what they were meant to do. And then they may or may not say, well, it was because of regenetics. Right. But it kind of started there. It's very interesting. The reason I, I, I uh, can say that it may have to do with regenetics is I believe this work raises like your energy fields, what we call attractor fields, so that you're literally attracting more positive, higher outcomes to your experience. Totally. I, I mean, I can get behind that. Um, and when you, and maybe we can talk more uh, kind of going into this 97% DNA, um, if you have time and understanding the 3% that we talk about and understanding kind of going back to that and that transferring that is occurring there, would you maybe want to explain a little bit more about that? Um, because that is where a lot of this, as you said, this regenetics method is happening is that potentiation occurring there. Um, so we can- Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I like to say too, and I, just before, before addressing yeah. that, that you know, this really isn't about science. I mean, in many ways, I'm, I'm using science as a way of, of grounding a lot of spiritual concepts. Right. And I'm, I'm looking at things from a much more expanded or kind of shamanic state in many ways. But let's just say that everything I've said about this work from my perspective is wrong, yet it still is working. What does that even mean? <laughs> it, means, it means that a theory is incorrect, but the practice has validity. And you could say this about many traditional remedies down through the ages where, you know, bitters actually do help an upset tummy. We just didn't know why 300 years ago. Right. Right. And now we have a better idea how they're stimulating digestive juices and blah, 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 blah. The theory's gotten better, but the experience is the same. So really, it's not about theory. It's not about DNA. It's not about science. It's about changing your life. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely agree with you. And I think, and I'm in that same mindset, but it's also for a lot of, as we were saying, a lot of people naturally being in that era one, uh, where it is the material it's again it's hard for people to process and grasp to such a degree what what, what we're talking about um but i i'm with you uh, through and through on that um because when you can allow yourself to get to that place at least in my opinion um you know you're not stuck on like the as you said the little nitpicks of theory and this and that you're looking at the bigger picture um so yeah but, sure. uh, but yeah would you would you care to maybe explain what this difference of dna is in the science world yeah well the uh, mainstream science has for a long time called most of our dna junk dna because they don't see it doing anything in their era one mechanical materialistic model in which dna is supposed to be the brain of the cell and is supposed to be responsible for creating proteins and that's basically it so that build DNA builds bodies and that's it. <laughs> so this 97% that isn't involved uh, apparently in that process is junk. And that is so emblematic of the mindset of era one, which is 
very helpful in certain instances, but is totally ignorant in most instances. That's how I would, I would put it. So the epigeneticists realize that the, that you've got the DNA inside the cell, which is, is replicating cells is creating the proteins and tissues and that kind of thing. But it, the, what's, what's actually the brain of the cell is proteins that are in the cell membrane. So the brain is in the membrane. That's how you remember that. And that's, that's what interacts environmentally with various kinds of stimuli to tell the DNA what to do, according to epigenetics. But beyond epigenetics is the world of metagenetics, where there is this energy blueprint that is constantly coming through DNA and interacting with our physical space-time experience. And the part of DNA that is involved in that transfer of information is the junk DNA. And to a very, in my opinion, and to a very large degree, that is the role of junk DNA. It is to mediate and moderate between time space and space time and between space time and time space. And so it's the circuit that all of that is flowing through. And just to clarify, yeah. sorry, real quick to clarify, if I may, those who don't understand, they're saying that 97% of our DNA is junk DNA and 3% is meant for what we experience in regards to, oh, this makes proteins, this makes skin, this makes this, that makes that. Right. So I just, that is for me when you, with how you explained it and just seeing that wait, 97% is junk. And as we're saying, it, it has much more purpose. What's really happened between the space, time, time, space realms? So that blew my mind. So there were these Russian scientists. Uh, one was Peter Garayev, and he had a colleague named Vladimir Poponin, and they developed something called wave genetics, where they began looking at junk DNA as a conduit to a hyperdimensional realm where our blueprints are stored. And so this is very similar to the regenetics model. Now, they were not using space-time 